Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be. Hi there, I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success. I teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset, step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hello, lovely. So let's have a heart to heart, shall we? So for those that follow me on Instagram, you know that this has been, this episode has been delayed because I really feel strongly about today's topic. And I get a little frustrated by it. Um, It's such an important conversation for me and one that has been coming up a bit in the entrepreneurial space. It's been coming up in Facebook groups that I belong to and conversations with, you know, fellow entrepreneurs. And it's a topic I am very passionate about. And because it has triggered me and derailed my progress on my own journey, um, I really had to think about talking about it and, um, and sharing it with you. And it's actually about success and how we choose to define it. And, and I have talked about it a little bit in the past, but you know, it's also how we are influenced by society in determining what success looks like to us. Um, I didn't think much of it when I was in my nine to five job. Success back then meant earning a bonus, getting a promotion, climbing the corporate ladder, getting a great performance review, you know, being able to pay my bills and take vacations and go shopping. And those were my possibilities. Um, You know, maybe I'd throw in a a dream of having a side hustle at some point or getting married, having kids, buying a house. You know, my success was confined by the very boxed in career I was in. You know, it was it was, you know, with a limited and set salary and time constraints. So my success was based around that very limited um, scope of possibilities. You know, then I became an entrepreneur and I had an idea of a vision for my life and what was possible, you know, like replacing and making a little more than, than I was making in my nine to five job, you know, traveling more, having time freedom, being able to be creative, having multiple streams of income, But soon, as I started growing my business, I realized that there are endless possibilities with how my life could look, you know, what I could achieve, what I can build in business and the lifestyle I could live. Um, All of a sudden, this door was open with like, you can dream anything. And it's amazing how with endless possibilities, it's actually harder to define success for you. Um, I mean, there are endless possibilities of what your life can look like and what your businesses can look like and where you can live and what you could do and what your day-to-day life looks like. And really, you know, let's really think about this. What do we do when things are hard? 
we look around to see how others are doing it. We look for a shortcut or the answer, the secret formula, right? Like when you have endless possibilities, it's so hard to filter out all the things and decide what's best for you. You know, in this case, looking around and asking ourselves, you know, how others are defining success. What does their life look like as an entrepreneur? What are the possibilities? What goals and dreams can we aim for? And then taking all that and assessing what would work for us. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with seeing all the possibilities and opportunities. And, you know, entrepreneurship definitely allows you to have so much freedom and vast options for both your life and business. But here is where it gets tricky because when we're feeling overwhelmed and trying to figure things out and we're struggling with imposter syndrome thoughts and like limiting belief beliefs, we sometimes forget to tune into what would work best for us, what our intuition knows would be best for us. And we forget why we got started in the first place. You know, you actually did have a dream for your life when you embarked on becoming an entrepreneur. You knew you wanted time, money, and creative freedom. You knew you wanted to make an impact in other people's lives and help people. You knew you wanted to control um, how your life flowed. You wanted to be your own boss. You wanted to make your own decisions. Um, You just wanted that freedom. And you may have even envisioned what your life would look like day to day. You know, what you would do. You know, for me, it was working in my home office and, you know, hosting Zoom coaching calls and networking and, you know, being able to do yoga when I wanted to and being able to play with my dog and, you know, having all that freedom. But then as you start taking action and you learn new things and ways you could run your business and how you could have multiple businesses and the multitude of possibilities just shifts that vision for your life. Um, So what you started out with was something so simple and all of a sudden it's like sky's the limit. Um, But our definition of success, though it, it should actually shift and change as we grow, it also gets derailed by two things that happen as you're building your business and becoming an entrepreneur. You know, as you're entering this entrepreneurial space, which is so new and um, you're still figuring out your place in it and what works best for you and what you want to build and, and um, how you want to help people. Um, these two things kind of sneak up <laughs> and uh, they actually, that simple six definition of success you had changes um, and, and it kind of gets distorted. So I share these two things with you today because I got derailed. I started thinking that, you know, I needed to hit six figures to be successful, that I needed to aim for the coveted seven figures, that I needed the tens of thousands of people on my email list and followers on Instagram, um, that I wasn't deemed successful until I had those things. Now, I didn't start out that way with my vision, but as I got into the entrepreneurial space, and I'll tell you why this happened in a second, everything got distorted. And, you know, you know, when I look back at my original goal, you know, I wanted to live a certain lifestyle and help thousands of women. My whole goal was I didn't want other women to feel as stuck as I did in my, my career and my life. And those were my values. The multiple six-figure status symbol wasn't even one of them. I mean, I was a nonprofit fundraiser, y'all. I like 
I think the most I ever made was like $60,000, right? And I was totally living fine off of $60,000. And so I got caught up in the status symbols. Um, And they're basically marketing gimmicks to get your, you know, the marketing gimmicks are like all about getting your next 10,000 month, right? That's what the status symbols are, right? This is what you should strive for. You know, the marketing gimmicks were like, learn the secret formula to six figures, you know, get your next 10,000 followers. And businesses use these techniques to market to entrepreneurs all the time. You see it in Facebook ads, you see it in Facebook groups, you see it in every coach that's out there laying this underlying message that that is what defi- what defines you as a successful entrepreneur. And there are so many things wrong with this message, but the biggest one is the distorted reality reality on how we should be defining success and defining, you know, how our business should look and how we're running our businesses, but mostly that success, you know, in that though that framework is just Everybody should strive for one thing. But the thing about success, I like to think about it as like a snowflake. Each life and business has a different version and definition of success. And that's what's so amazing about our lives. We get to decide how we want to live it, what we value and what will work best for us. We get to decide what we want want it to look like. And there's nothing wrong with anybody's definition of it. If you want to live in a small cottage and you're okay, you know, like your goal is just to help people locally and to spend more time with your family, that is a perfect definition of success for you. And then, yeah, people are going to really need that $7 million or whatever, seven figures. And that's okay for them. There's no right or wrong. You know, I look at us and we all look differently. You know, we all, we all have different experiences and we all have, um, you know, everything. We're each all different. Our lives are different. They're like uh, thumbprints, you know, like we all just have different experiences and different journeys and, and different things on our heart and soul. And none of it is wrong. It is what we're meant to strive for because that's what we're what we're meant to like bring into the world the imprint we're meant to leave we're part of this big tapestry and we each need our own place so there is no right or wrong and i got lost in this for so long and i remember my coach was questioning she goes you never talk about your massage businesses she goes they were really successful and you grew them without marketing and they grew so fast um but i here's why i didn't talk about it because i wasn't making six figures you know my first massage and wellness business um it you know within like 2 years i had already replaced my nonprofit income um, I was taking home, my share of it was, you know, $50,000. Um, and I wouldn't call it successful, even though as a business with my business partner, it may, it made six figures. <laughs> I didn't call it successful. I was ashamed that I hadn't hit six figures. I didn't hit the hundred thousand dollars. And in my head, I thought people wouldn't see it as successful. Why would they hire me? to be their mindset coach, to help them build their business because I wasn't making that six figures. And, you know, my second massage business within nine months, I had replaced what I had built at the other one. So I was in nine months, made that $50,000. 
Um, and that was from starting from scratch with some, you know, I, I did bring on my loyal customers with me. Um, I did it on my own. I didn't market. I based off of my loyal customers and referrals and reviews, but I still wouldn't talk about it. I still didn't deem that as success. And I had to shed that idea and mindset that I wasn't successful as an entrepreneur because I didn't hit that certain number. And yes, now I know better. Um, I understand what happened. I understand the distortion and the marketing gimmicks, but the earlier version of me had to rewire my brain. And it took a lot of work to reframe what success really is and what I wanted it to be. And when I went back to my original idea of, you know, what I would be proud of in my life, it was helping people. It was making people feel empowered and confident. And so I share this with you today because I don't want you to fall into that trap. Um, your entrepreneurial journey is yours to define how you want to define it. Success in your life is yours to embrace um, the, ways, the ways that feel good for you, the ways that you know are going to make you feel like you, you have a mission and a purpose and you're, you're able to do all the things you want to do. And that's that's your sacred gift. Hold on to it. Aim for what feels good for you. So today, to help you avoid the missteps I took in my business, I want to share with you two ways I got derailed when it comes to defining my success. Um, and you know, let's start with the first. And that's and I've talked about this before, but it's getting caught in the weeds um, of your business. So y'all, you've heard me you know, talk about mindset and strategy and strategy is great. And we all need strategy. Um, we all need to take messy action and, and keep getting out of our way and, and getting out there to grow our businesses. Um, but where we go wrong is not coming up for air and checking in with ourselves um, and asking ourselves, is it working the way we planned? Does it still feel good? Did, did I get derailed from where I was headed? Did I start to aim for things in my life and business that may not be aligned with my values or what I truly want or what's important to me? Um, this happens more than you can imagine, especially, you know, you step out into the entrepreneurial world and it's a new world and you don't know what you're doing and you're getting caught up of like, I got to figure all this out. There's so much out there. I'm overwhelmed. Maybe I'm supposed to do this. And, you know, you start to learn from people and it's okay to learn and put it in your toolbox. What happens is we don't check in. We don't ask ourselves. Um, you know, we get so caught up in soaking in everything and learning new things. We forget to filter everything through what would work for us, the way we want our lives and businesses to look. And we get caught up in the shiny object syndrome. And all of a sudden we realize, you know, one day we're working so hard, maybe things aren't working so great. And we realize this doesn't feel good anymore. It doesn't feel so great. What, what, does this, I don't even want this. And this has happened to me so many times where I launch programs and I'm like, nope, why did I do that? That's not my, that's not what it, that's not even the lifestyle I want to live. Um, and it's so, it's so important to ask ourselves on a daily basis, is this what I want? Is this important to me? Does this feel good? Will this get me to the life and business I want? Will this bring me happiness? Do I even want what I originally set out for? That original goal, has it changed? Um, and if not, it's okay. 
you can put some stuff on a parking lot to come back to and see if it works later on, or you can release it all together and get back to what you really want to focus on. You know, what at the end of the year will you say, I feel so successful because, you know, I accomplished this or my life looks like this or I overcame these things. I, I learned all of these new things. You know, I helped this many people. I grew and became more confident and changed in these ways. You know, I quit my nine to five job. Um, I was able to move to the city I want to live in. I was able to start that blog I wanted to start. Like that, that is how you should be thinking about success. So, you know, making this check-in part of your daily routine is so important to get you, you know, picking your head up out of, you know, the head down, got to work mode and being like, wait a minute, before I go any further, is this what I want? Is this important to me? Especially when you're seeing the marketing gimmicks, you know, do I, is that really important to me? Or are they saying I should want that? Um, the second evil culprit in our distorted definition of success is comparisonitis. And, oh, you know, I talk about comparisonitis a lot. Um, it is so hard to avoid, especially if your imposter, your imposter monster mindset has you doubting if you are enough or you know enough or you have enough to succeed, you know, do you have enough to reach your goals? And of course, you know, if you think about it, if you doubt that about yourself, you will doubt that you know, that same thing about your definition of success, and it will distort what is really on your heart. You know, I talk about imposter syndrome a lot for a reason. So your imposter syndrome pulls you away from who you really are, what you're capable of, what you're qualified to achieve, and what is really on your heart and soul. It, it basically like diminishes and belittles your dreams and what's on your heart and soul by saying, well, you can't achieve that, or that's not enough. You have to strive for more. Um, and I fell into this one big time. I fell into the big mindset industry argument that if you don't want to aim for the six or seven figures, you have an abundance mindset issue. And let me tell you, that conversation is for another day and another episode, and I have some really strong feelings about it, because the thing is, I know I could, I could hit a million dollars, I could hit multiple six figures, but that's not really what's important to me. Um, and I'll, I'll do an episode about um, how I came to my own definition of success and, and some really big aha moments, because I think that's really important to share, but, you know, it's it really um, there. You have to remember there is when you're an entrepreneur and you're in that space and you're getting bombarded by Facebook ads and Instagram ads and you're following all the influencers that some of it is a marketing gimmick. Um, some of it is for you to say, yes, I need more help. Um, but, you know, let's get back to, you know, doubting ourselves. And, you know, as we doubt ourselves and look at what everything everyone else is doing, we start to see what they're aiming for, what goals they're talking about, you know, how they're defining success. And, and we actually start to adopt them for ourselves. Um, and this is why mindset work is so important, you know, being able to see how much you have to offer this world, that you are unique in a good way, and that your way of doing things is how you will reach success. 
and, you know, will help you stay true to what is meant for you and what's on your heart. And that is, that is what, you know, how you should define success. It's following your intuition. Um, you can set out those big goals, but your intuition is going to tell you what's meant for you, what's right for you. Um, so when we start to look outside ourselves for the answers, you know, we start to be influenced by these social constructs and status symbols, you know, like the car and the travel and the money. And one of the trends right now is, is to talk about the numbers and use it as a marketing technique. You know, these arbitrary numbers that we are now defining as success, you know, the $10,000 months, the six figures, the seven figures, the 10,000 followers on Instagram, you know, all of that, these numbers are numbers people made up in order to sway you to buy their products. So they're, they are basically society. Somebody was like, Hey, you arrived if you hit this number, but then you hit that number and they're like, but Hey, now that you've arrived, if you hit this now, now um, you will arrive if you hit this number and it goes on and on. If you travel and if you're working from a beach and if you own this type of car and if you have a beach house and you do all these things and you're hobnobbing with these people, right? All of a sudden, that's what becomes like society's way of this is success. And it's really important to tell the difference between what other people are aiming for, what society is telling you to aim for, and what you want to aim for. And, you know, we just start to see these things. Oh, sorry, my dog. Um, we start to see these things everywhere. We start to internalize it. And along the way, it can rewire our own definition of success in our brain to think that hey, this is what we want because this is what we're supposed to have. It's like the old school peer pressure. Um, but, and it's okay. I want to say it's okay if it's part of your plan. If you really do want the numbers, right? Where it's an issue is if it's not what you value. And someone else's life and business can't help you define what is best for you. Only you and your heart and your soul and your intuition can tell you that. You know, and most of my listeners here, started their business to make an impact and have financial time and creative freedom to be your own boss and turn that passion into your everyday work. You know, something you're excited to get up and, and, and work towards and do. And yes, as we grow, our eyes are open to what we are capable of and the opportunities that are available to us, but our values rarely change. Um, we can add on goals, but what's truly important to us is truly important to us. So the other problem with aiming for a specific number to define success is that what if you don't hit that number? What if right now you don't hit it? Are you not successful? Like the way I felt in my massage business, like I had a full calendar of clients, recurring and loyal clients. I didn't have to market. I didn't have to do ads. I grew the business quickly in only a few years, I learned so much about being in business and about mindset. And I made great relationships. I understand customer loyalty, but I never felt successful because I put a number on it. And when you focus on other aspects of success, you can feel like you arrived and you learned and you grew and you achieved something without having to wait for a specific revenue or number. And every step, you know, I talk about celebrating every step, like you, every step that you take forward is success. You know, me recording this podcast today is success because I'm sharing what I learned along the way. I'm putting it out there. I'm connecting to an audience. I'm helping people. That's what part of my values and my success plan is, is to impact people 
in whatever way possible so that they can build the life that they dream of and they can feel successful. And you starting your business and having your first or 20th client is successful. You putting yourself out there and doing your first live video is successful. That should all be a part of your definition of success and your success plan. So thank you for letting me get on my soapbox today and share this obviously uh, passionate conversation with you. Um, but here's what I want to leave you with today. Like, let's decide it's time to reflect on what you want. I want you to like kind of throw out everything you've seen out there and what you think you should be aiming for. And I encourage you to grab your journal and start thinking about how you define success, how you want to make it look. What are the most important goals for you? What is truly important to you? What if you couldn't hit that number right now? What else are you aiming for? What other goals are important to you? What feels good for you is enough for you? Um, I want you to divide out what we call in nonprofit fundraising, like goals and stretch goals. And I, this makes me feel so much better about setting my success plan because the goals are the ones that you will give, that will give you the lifestyle and business you want to live. The, you know, the amount of money that will allow you to pay the bills, save, take those wild adventures you dream about, but also the milestones you want to hit and the things you want to accomplish in your life. Then the stretch goals are the ones beyond that, right? They're the ones you aim for after you hit your goals. So the ones where you build an empire beyond the business, um, where you write the book after you have a full work, you know, uh, client load, or, you know, as soon as your business is like kind of running and chugging along, will you aim for the $500,000 after you've hit the $80,000 or writing a book or being interviewed viewed by Forbes or hosting your own morning show or opening a brick and mortar studio, you know, the bigger stretch goals that may take longer to achieve, but are something to aim for after you've achieved, achieved the smaller goals. But your success plan should always be, you know, a year from now, if these things shift in my life, I will feel so good about myself. Um, so I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, I really challenge you to filter through what you're hearing and what's, what you're seeing other people strive for and what you really want. There is no right or wrong. I'm openly telling you right now, six figures is not what I'm aiming for right now. Um, I mean, yes, I mean, I guess I am, but for me, I actually have a, how many people I want to impact that is success to me. Um, you know, seeing people thrive in my programs. I cheer on when I see my clients start to get visible in their businesses. That means I've, 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 I've arrived. I've succeeded. I've helped somebody, you know, feel confident enough to share their gifts with the world. Um, so I'd love to, you know, I hope this has been helpful. I'd love to hear how you define success. So, you know, shoot me an email or DM me and, you know, let me know your takeaways from this podcast. Um, I thank you so much for listening in and I will see you all next week. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I want to invite you to join me over on Instagram at True Joy Experience. 
That's where I share how-to tips, inspiration, and my own personal stories on how I gained the confidence and clarity that helped me leave my 9-to-5 behind and design a life and business that I love. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week right when they launch. Finally, if you are ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be, download the Mindset and Confidence Assessment to discover what is holding you back from stepping into all you are capable of achieving.